Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. We have our next guest in the studio with us, who is, as professionals, just snapped to, snapped to, to, uh, to attention almost straight away, basically. So, I'm right here, ready to go, boys. <laughs> now, we have in the studio with us, we've got uh, Libby Gore here, who is a well, broadcaster, writer, voice artist, and also known as the character El McFeast. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, Libby. Welcome. Thank you for having me both, <laughs> even though I know we haven't started yet. <laughs> now, now, we always like to start off with a bit of a background on, on who you are, mm-hmm. even though a lot of people do know who you are. Um, give, what, give us your opinion on who you are. <laughs> That's so, do you know, I just have to say, you know when you do a show and someone says, oh, and how do you think you went? You always know that it was crap. <laughs> so who do I think? I'm oh, no, obviously oh, I'm we're nothing. Just got a scorecard out here. I'm obviously nothing. Um, yeah, I think I am. Um, whatever you want me to be. Oh, that's what we like <laughs> to hear. No, that, that's not what you like. So, so give it, give us oh, your, your history. Just move back your history. You, who am I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a Melbourne girl, woman now, who um, grew up in Melbourne as a, a young girl, in, like in the 70s, being told you could do anything and be anything, went to private girls' schools, but actually saw that it, it was one of those convoluted, confused, um, probably processing situations of a young person as a child. I could do anything and be anything, but in Melbourne in the 70s, in the late 70s, mm. the only way you could be anything was if you played football. Hey. Or if you didn't play football, if you went out with a footballer. Uh-huh. So they were the traditional roads to power and acceptance and popularity. And when you're a bit different, like I was, I was, uh, well, firstly, I went to a school where everyone was very blonde and very Anglican and I was a very dark Jewish dumpy girl. And I just wanted, you know, my name was Libby. I just wanted my name to be Debbie like everybody else, you know. And so growing up in the 70s, I thought everything would be solved if I played for Collingwood. And, of course, in those days, that wasn't going to happen, was it? So that mixed-up kind of Jungian thing that happens as you're growing up and you're lonely and don't fit in and wonder if something's wrong with you and you don't fit into the mainstream turned itself into immense creativity and that has been my best friend ever since. So I've did law like a lot of the other um, stirrers in Melbourne showbiz circles, whether it be the older ones like Vizard or, or the my contemporaries who are uh, the working dog mob. Yeah. Uh, Magda didn't do law, but we were at university. You know, like I'm a little bit younger. I don't say that to score points. I just mean they were ahead of me. But yeah. there was that subversive kind of free education also tertiary education. So this bunch of kids mm-hmm. were educated beyond their socioeconomic means. I'm a Melbourne University law graduate and went on to showbiz. Yeah, and but there oh. was so much to, you could do here in Melbourne, wasn't there? It's a, a very creative city. Yeah. But I was going to say, by studying law, how how does 
how do you turn to creativity? Or you know, was it just the circumstances led to that? Or, w- or were you drawn to? Well, I was a- always in it, like at yeah. school. There were yeah. always school plays and things. Okay. And going to private, posh private girls' schools like Corowa Church of England Girls' Grammar School and Methodist Ladies' College, at, <laughs> they were girls' schools. And if you were to play a part that was a man, because the girls played the men's parts, yeah. you always had to tape down your breasts. Now you can see mine, and I know that they don't do anything for you, but when you strap them down, it's like achy. <laughs> so... That was always where I found myself, yeah. Okay, so tell us, fast forward. So I always did showbiz and I did a Stedford's because I did speech and drama. Okay. So, you know, the muddle-headed wombat and his talk for night is very dark. So it was always the thing I was passionate about, my extracurricular activity was showbiz and I grew up with watching Young Talent Time and Burt Newton, New Faces and fame was a way out, right, if you were different – Either if you were a famous footballer or you were a great entertainer, that made you popular and got you in. Okay, okay. Yeah, so fast true. forward to now. Yeah. Um, you've got a name. It's uh, never in fast forward, but yeah. Uh, you, oh, hey. <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, so what are you doing at the Malt House? Having conversations like this. I love conversations. I love the idea of a salon. And I, when I worked on the radio, I loved it. And I loved doing it on television as Elle McFeast with things like Sex Guys and Videotape. We did a couple of Mardi Gras. I did one with Julian Clary, one with John Hind. Um, co- social conversations with humour and a little bit of um, boldness that provoke and stimulate without anyone being afraid of being cancelled or, you know how nowadays you have to have to kind of, it's funny, in terms of sexuality, it's non-binary, but in terms of speaking and opinion it's very binary isn't it it's like black and white and you either say that or everyone jumps on you or and you can't just explore the gray and i love exploring the gray because that's where the richness richness and the humor so Mm. the malt house is a series of bold conversations i've called them with guests like this tuesday night is called soulmates are bulldust (laughs) and um but it's it's not dust it's the shit word and uh, Deborah Conway is joining me to sing and talk about it. Marie Hardy, all sort of creative activists. Terry Wu is a, a plastic surgeon to talk about where the beauty gets in the way of finding love. And a gorgeous girl called uh, Milo Hart- Hartill, who's the fat diva on Instagram, who performed at um, at Pride. She she's got amazing things to say about soulmatedness and whether or not that's a lasting relationship or whether it's something else. Yeah, but but. I think opening a conversation, just having fun, is is interesting, isn't it? And you never know where it's going to go uh, in a conversation, do you? Well, well yeah. especially with the title like um, "Soulmate uh, a Bullshit." Yeah. Um, so, do you think they are? Uh, no, because I've got some lovely uh, soulmates. Multitude of them, so there's mm. not just one. No, not. I just don't have one. No, I don't just have one either. Yeah. No. Yeah, I've, I've, I reckon I'm the same as well. So people. You know, on Valentine's Day, people think, well, have, have I found my soulmate, that person, to complete me? Uh, okay. And I think that just places too much pressure and the wrong expectation on what a relationship actually is. Mm. Well, you see, I'm not in a relationship, so I'd rely on multiple soulmates because I'm not – and I haven't been in one for a long, long time. But that's the point. You're in multiple relationships mm. that nourish you and sustain yeah, you, yeah. and it doesn't necessarily have to be living with each other, sharing a mortgage, taking out the garbage. Mm. And, and you're right. I mean, I'm not sure whether society recognises that as a relationship sometimes, but 
but they certainly are, aren't they? Well, you, can, you, know, you are in relation to multiple people. You're in, we're all polyamorous yeah. in very different ways. Yes. We mightn't necessarily be sleeping with them or having children with them or buying houses or leaving our superannuation. Mm. But there are people that are in your life that you connect with in a way that is comfortable, isn't it? Yep. But whether or not that person would teleport into another area of your life and you'd be so... Yeah, that's true. That's, like I've got from the Hot Bagels, um, Janine DeLorenzo, who played the piano with me, like she's my soulmate creatively. If we want to write a funny song, she's the one I turn to still 30 years later. Yeah. And she understands me. Yeah. She's not offended by me singing her a melody even though she's the musician. Mm. She gets it. That yeah. Bernie Topin and Elton John, you know, like they yeah. have to be soulmates, don't they? Oh, yeah. And, and they never had an argument. No. Yeah, which it, it, I'd, I'd find really surprising considering that how much of a bad boy Elton John was at one stage of his life. You'd think Bernie would have got a bit... A bit peeved. Peeved with yeah. like, just, just oh. sober up and send me the... <laughs> well, I, I, I think he must have been a very special person. You know, like not Elton, Bernie was a special one. And so um, you're doing four of them. Yes. That's your first one. Yes. Uh, I'd what, like you all to come. We'd, we'd love to it's come. It's a good Valentine's Day thing to do. To do. Whether you're in uh, yes, a relationship Yes, it's Valentine's Day, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so what's the second one? Oh, well, this one's interesting. This one's called, Oh, My Very Bad, I'm Offended. Now... I am betwixt and between about everybody taking offence over everything. Like I get it. I get that I get that Jewish people can tell Jewish jokes um, that um, I get that you can't have cultural appropriation. Mm. I get but but sometimes I I also wonder if, if we're offended by everything, if that's the shutdown, I'm offended, how do you get anywhere in a conversation? Mm. What do you reckon? Uh, well, do you, do you have to offend someone? You know, like. But are you offending, or is it in the hearing? Like, are you intending to offend, or is the offence in the hearing of it? Uh, but I think you've got to be a bit careful with what you say sometimes, don't you? You know, like, yeah, uh, unless you really know the person, uh, and then you can offend somebody even if you know multiple them. times. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I have to agree with Livy on this one because sometimes you, do we sort of sometimes pussyfoot around things because you are worried about you, know, you sort of second guess somebody, you know, almost to a certain extent, and certain conversations you hold back because you think, oh. You know, can I go there or not? And I think you, you do sort of. Well, I find I do on occasion. More so, more so recently. Um, more so in the last sort of five. You know, in the recently, yes, definitely in the last five years or so. You know, and it's all the various. Look, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't like to use those politically. You know, so you know those terms like you know politically correct and woke and stuff. But you know, and I. And I, but I think that that's the, that was the start of it all, basically, you know. And 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 I think you know, and you get pigeonholed if you say something that's not quite right, and 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 that's not always the intention. And I wonder whether we are stifling discussions and and, and understanding of each other by doing that and focusing on the thing that isn't the. Su- I always think about it as the subject and the predicate, mm. in terms of like I was in a meeting. Uh, oh, that's your university training. I don't know. Well, you know, right? the beginning, like, what is the point of the sentence when you're actually talking? Yeah. What What is the intention that you, what is the point? Why did you open your mouth in the first place? And I said something in a meeting this week with some really powerful people. There was a really powerful woman in this meeting. It was about an International Women's Day mm. event. And I carelessly, I but without intent, I said, 
because it was International Women's Day, some women still feel awkward uh, in, in terms of how to express themselves with powerful men. And so there needs to be a way whereby we can give language so that people can express themselves to activate change without feeling like they're going to be labelled difficult or it's career suicide or whatever the things that have been. My chair's squeaking as I say that. Is that a warning? Is that a warning to say don't go any further? Is that like danger, danger, unprovoked attack? Why not chair in midstream? Can you change chairs? Watch me. Anyway, so what happened was that – so you get the point of what I was trying to say, right? What was the point of what I was trying to say? What was the point? What was my point? My point was that – Sometimes people of lesser power need and who and marginalized people of lesser power need the correct language to activate change so that they don't offend, be called difficult, don't make things worse for themselves, even though they're trying to make things better. But what came back to me was we don't actually like you just talking about women and men. Oh, okay. So when you are actually doing this, make sure that it's not just women and Men and we're diverse and we embrace all and, and like I get that because I am a, I'm I'm LGBTQI plus S you know I am yeah. in there and I did, my intention wasn't yes. to exclude my intention was to talk about disparities in power but I did cop a lecture of <laughs> of maybe seven minutes or so whoa it was a work explain. Yeah, and I felt awkward, but I also felt like, come on, like I, I did say, I'm sorry, it wasn't my intention. Yeah, but you know, yeah, does that make sense? Yes, yeah. it does. Wow. And who's on that show with you? On the oh, this is good. This is Nazim Hussain, the comic. Uh, I also have Neil Baum, the Richmond footballer. So oh, he's yeah. a 70 year old white bloke. Wow. He used to go around hitting people. So he, like, he's going, oh, my God, I'm in the middle of it. Don't blame me. I didn't mean to do it. And I also asked Friendy from Puppetry of the Penis. He's going to come and tie right. his penis in knots. So, and there's an, a yet-to-be-announced um, feminist woman coming on right. the panel as well. Okay. And Don't you think that's interesting? <laughs> Absolutely. And then the third one, uh, which you're changing to a, a Thursday night, is uh, My Favourite Failure. Yes. Well, that is on the anniversary of my ill-fated interview with Chopper Reed. Oh. oh. So I thought I might celebrate it because, you know, right. when you've got something very painful in your past, even though everybody else has forgotten it, it only matters to me. But you know what? I realised it was the same night. So my favourite failure and my very darling showbiz friend, when I say darling, like she's real. It's not like a mwah, mwah, yeah. you know, move on showbiz. She's my really darling showbiz friend. Peter Singer, the philosopher, he's yeah. also going to come on that show. And a guy called Dane Simpson, who's an Indigenous comic from Wagga. And at a Chinese gay comic called He Huang, who talks about what it's like to be a single Chinese woman, gay, and how much better life is for her in Australia because we appreciate yummy leftovers. She's hilarious. <laughs> so I've tried to mix in something old, something new, something borrowed, something yeah, blue yeah. so that you've got all sorts of lovely. So has it been fun choosing these people to be on the show so with you? So much fun. Yeah. I love I love. Eclectic dinner parties. Yeah. Don't you? Oh, actually, it's almost like a dinner party, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And throwing someone in unexpected. But, yeah. But it's actually picking the topics too. I mean, I, I find that quite interesting, even though even the the topics that you've chosen. I Do you suppose, like them? Yeah, I think they're lovely. I think oh, they're great. Well, let, let's get to the, the fourth and final Oh, yes, that one. You say it. Um, uh, uh, young people, mm, me, and old people, and it, it starts with S-H, 
Uh, I think we can say that, can't we? Can I mean, we uh, oh, we better not. Better it's not afternoon. There's kids listening. <laughs> I think it's young people irritate me. Yes, annoying. Yes. Old people yes. irritate me. Okay, so well, in other words, you, in other words, um, you, you don't like uh, anyone. I just like people like me. So, so <laughs> is, is that just like me, grumpy, grumpy old people thing? like us? Yes. You know, it's really addressing the people like us. Because you can just choose to mix with people like us and you can just choose to populate your shows with people like us. Mm. And I, so it's my ironic way of, when I pitched young people. Peeve me. Peeve me. <laughs> um, that's all it was. It was young people peeve me. And the Malthouse were young people and they said, well, old people peeve me. So I, in order to keep everybody on side, it became young people peeve me, old people peeve me. But they are different young people. Yeah. Like I parked too close to this girl at a 7-Eleven. Well, I didn't really park too close. We were just parked close and I got out and she looked at me and she went, don't touch my car. And I said, oh, sorry, I've just got to breathe in. You know, I tried to make a joke about being big. I've just got to breathe in to get out. And she said to me, um, don't hold me responsible for your uncontrolled eating habits. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You. Oh, my goodness. I would never have thought of saying that to someone when oh, I was their age. Like, yeah. They've got all that Kardashian pop culture kind of vocal fry. Oh, this, one, like this one's fry. A, is going to be a good one. I don't like vocal fry. Do you like vocal fry? Because I could just talk like this for the whole afternoon and not raise my voice and sound like I'm really intense and I know what I'm talking oh. about. Just make your voice go up and down a little bit and you mightn't be so dull. That's how I feel about young people. But apparently I'm annoying. Okay. Because I know everything. Well, you, you're going to What do you think? <laughs> and I'm not even to, old. You're going to have to prove yourself, aren't you, on that night? And that one's Tuesday the 28th of March. Yeah, that's the last one. Ah, uh, that's the last one. 7.30 Do you think night. anyone will come? Uh, of course they will. Sunset Of course soiree. they will. Um, at the outside stage at Malt House. Yeah, the weather's uh, which, looking good. Uh, which is um, a nice, nice setting there, isn't it? It's like a little amphitheatre. Yeah. The bars open afterwards. So if we can set up a little soiree kind of... Mm. Thing the show's done by eight thirty. That's when the sun so, sets. Mm. So you have a little outdoor salon, really, isn't yeah. it? So that's all yeah. set up for that. I'm so grateful to them. It's such a lovely yeah. thing to do. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, so they they start on the fourteenth, which this, is next Tuesday, Tuesday. Valentine, yep. and finish on the twenty eighth of March. Uh, you'll find out all the information on the Malt House um, website. Mm-hmm. Osher Ginsburg's doing the last one with Mary Moody and Scout Boxall. The great people are coming along to talk and Brilliant. sing and perform and yep. dance and do poetry and but yep. chat, yeah. talk, yep, and have that great conversation. Um, yeah, people in the audience, me, me, I want to say, <laughs> say something. Well, I, I've got, I can do my Oprah on crack thing. Like if yeah. that's what's going on, I'll hop out there, you hop out and walk around. I love it. Yeah, brilliant. Um, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you both for having me. Thank you so much. We're talking to Livy Gore here on Joy ninety four point nine Sunday Arts Magazine. Joy 94.9 is a GLB TIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy.